0: Welcome to Bible Fellowship Assembly, Sunday Morning Messages. Today, Trevor McNulty continues our series of Advent Messages, today looking at the subject of joy.
1: And now, here's Trevor. Good morning, everyone. Thank you to the Sunday School, that was a lovely presentation, and to the worship team for leading in worship. Let's open in prayer. Dear Lord, I just pray that you'll be with me and with us. Lord, help us all to receive your message that you're speaking to us, Lord, this morning and always. Lord, help us to be sensitive to your will and your teaching and your spirit and that we uh, are just uh, continually growing in you. And Lord, help us to to do that, Lord, it's a—it's not a work of us, it's a work of you, Lord, we just pray that you'll help us and give us the tools uh, to grow and develop, amen. <clears throat> Joy is such a simple word, yet it can be such a struggle to truly have it. We're good at temp happiness, which is short-lived. So what is the definition of joy anyways? You see, if you look at the dictionary, its definition is, there's well, there's multiple definitions for joy in the dictionary. These are three. The emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. That to them is joy. Or a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. True joy is a limitless, life-defining, transformative reservoir waiting to be tapped into. It requires the utmost surrender and, like love, is a choice to be made. Or a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. So that is the dictionary definitions of joy. What is the biblical definition of joy? Joy is a fruit of the spirit, comforting, content, and full of peace, an enduring attitude of the heart and spirit, and natural part of the Christian faith. That is the joy we should be striving for. The joy de- The joy defined by the world is a joy that you can never truly possess. It is a joy that changes based uh, the definition of even the word based upon what society at the time it believes it to mean, and that's the problem with our dictionaries: is that when you look up meanings that they in the fifties to now, the meanings have changed. They They say they evolve. No. Not in the true form. The Word is the Word. We may change, but we can't make things just fit what we want them to be. Joy is one of those things. And if you want to pursue joy as the world defines it, good luck. You'll have it for... A very brief amount of time, then some circumstances in your life is going to change, and it's gone. Or the next shiny toy comes out, and the joy you once had is gone. It is always there, then gone. That is temporal happiness, it is not joy. Joy is in much deeper So I am glad that as a Christian, we don't have to live by that definition. It is especially obvious at this time of year when the greed machine escalates. Um, The obsessive advertising of buy more and more and more, get more uh, consumerism, consumptionism, when I was a kid, even as a kid, I wasn't a fan of Black Friday, uh, Boxing Day. It was like, what's the point? We just, you just had Christmas, and then friends I know would get money, and they're out the door the next morning at the crack of dawn, when they never got up at the crack of dawn. Uh, they had to get Cadillac Prado a bed there to get, and they're at the store at the Krakodawn to get more stuff. Well, you just got stuff, so clearly you're chasing something that is not what you should be chasing, and, and I thought that was bad enough. Um, now, we have Black Friday. Well, then that turned into Black Friday week and then Black Friday, basically month, and then Cyber Monday, and then that was Cyber Monday week, and it's all gimmicks, it's all stuff, and it's all more, 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 consume more, get more, spend more, chase down the, all the signs that joy, 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 but you're never going to find it. You're chasing happiness that's short-lasting, especially once you get your bank statement, and it's gone. And then you're followed by deep depression because you got to pay for it. And you, there, it's, a, it's a chasing of the wrong thing. We live in a land of the plentiful bounty, but are we happy? And if we're not even happy... How can we be joyful? It is a message this morning that I received myself too. There is no shortage of the irony that I was assigned this topic. God has a wonderful sense of humor. I, I struggle with the the j- contentment and joy. And it may not be that I lose it in the material things, but... Let's just say it's you know i I struggle with keeping the even keel it's where the the stuff of life can get to me, the tiredness, the busyness, the work the the chores the always something new breaking uh, everything's going on, and then you know I become like that beloved cartoon character that we all can place in our minds right now he's yellow and and uh Drinks duff beer, but the uh, the uh, it's it's not it's an issue that we have to deal with. But then we go into work and we go into life and we and and we should be progressing forward, but we're not. Mental illness is higher than ever. Stress is higher than ever. Uh, anxieties are skyrocketing. Um, the Christian influence is disappearing and is being replaced by nonsense and anarchy and which the world proudly celebrates. And that's, that's the bad news. The good news is that real joy is not a thing. It is not a goal to achieve. It is not a stockpiling of stuff and things that you add them together to make you happy. It is not that way at all. Joy is not life circumstances or achievements. Joy is found in a baby that was born roughly 2,000 years ago, and in the Creator God who created that baby, and that that baby represents. So the question is, does he possess you? And that is where joy is found. When you are in the Lord's fold, that is your opportunity for for joy. It is not a work you can do, salvation. It is not something you put effort in to possess. It is a work of the Lord. For those of us that know the Lord, we understand this hard to explain thing. It's It's very difficult to explain it even to believers sometimes, but let alone non believers, that it is nothing to do with us. The Lord calls and prompts us. And I know I experienced that as when I was before I was a Christian, I wanted nothing you know, I knew who God was, I knew different things, I wanted to be good, all those other all those things. But my ambitions in life were were not in line with wanting to seek out the Lord. They were, you know, do the good thing, grow up, go to college, get those experiences, live life, see what happens. God saved me from so much pain and scarring that that world would have would have brought to me. <clears throat> so it's the Lord's desire this Christmas that you receive the greatest gift of all, which is Christ Jesus, whom He sent to us in a manger. Luke two ten to eleven. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you a child or sir, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, who is Christ Jesus the Lord. Joy is found in the Lord Jesus. He gives us salvation and the blessings that come with it through the Lord. So the question is, why do people with faith still struggle with joy? Well, there's a few things that I see why that would happen. Our mindsets need to be zeroed in on the heavenly, not the worldly. And... We cannot be caught chasing the wind. As in Ecclesiastes let's see if I can remember how to use this thing. Oh did they already change it for me? No? Okay. To Ecclesiastes two, sixteen to seventeen says, For the for of the wise as of the fool, there is no enduring remembrance, seeing that in the days to come all will have been long forgotten. How the wise dies like the fool so I hated life, because what is done under the sun was grievous to me, for all his vanity and striving after the wind. 2.25-26 to 26. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? For the one who pleases him, God, has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner he has given the business of gathering and collecting, only to give to one who pleases God. This is also vanity and striving after the wind. So there's no joy found in consumerism. It is a trap. The true joy is the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, which is love, peace, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the focus. That's what we need to zero in on. The other hindrance to joy in the Christian life is a low thought of the Lord, which will affect your ability to have the God-given joy. Bad teaching and lack of understanding or lack of personal study will all attribute to that fact. God is not a genie, although there are churches that basically present him like one. God has not sent messengers and pastors into this world to out there so you can sow a seed of faith and so you can get what you want. That was not of God. If you pray for things and you think that God is just going to give you the desire of your heart because you pray, again, you're wrong. If you pray and you don't receive and you're taught that it's because of a lack of faith, that's wrong again. If you don't receive, it's because you're praying for something that's outside of the Lord's will. And we need to be connected to the Lord and be praying for the things of of the Lord. So these things are counter to This has infiltrated, and they they don't consider themselves, you know, churches who are word of faith or prosperity. But it's sad how many churches you can go into where these types of thoughts have made their way in. It's good teaching that's going to eradicate that out and we need to be on guard and also the YouTube TV preachers the mega church we have to be on guard we have to be wary and we need to be in the scriptures so the low view of God doesn't accurately reflect who the Lord is our God is so much more Understanding that fact brings joy. the joy of the Lord. So what is our God like? Our God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful In psalm thirty three six says, "By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made their starry host by the breath of his mouth. job eleven seven to nine. Can you find out the deep things of God? Can you find out the limit of the Almighty? It is higher than heaven. What can you do? Deeper than Sheol. What can you know? Its measure is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. Our God is omniscient, all-knowing. Isaiah 46, 9, 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God, there is none like me, declaring the end of in the beginning from ancient times things not yet done saying my counsel shall stand I will accomplish all my purposes our God is omnipresent always present Jeremiah 23 I am I am I a God at hand declares the Lord and not a God far away can a man hide himself in secret places that I cannot see him declares the Lord I do not Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. He is infinite, self-existing, without origin. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Psalm 147. Great is our Lord, and and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Immutable, which means never changes. God is wise, full of perfect wisdom. Romans 11.33 Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom of the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how instructable his ways. God is faithful, infinitely true. Deuteronomy seven to nine. Know therefore that the Lord your God is faithful. God who keeps his covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. God is good. He is infinitely good and unchangingly good. Psalm 34. O taste and see, the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. God is just, infinitely right, and perfect in all he does. Deuteronomy 32. The rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are justice are, are just. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. He is merciful, infinitely compassionate and kind. Romans nine. For he says to Moses, "I have mercy on whom I have mercy and will have compassion on whom I have compassion, so then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. God is gracious. Psalm 145. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Ephesians 2. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of your own doing, but it is a gift of God. God is loving, beloved. Let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Everyone who does not, Love does not know God because God is love. God is holy, infinitely perfect. Revelation 4. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings and, and eyes, full of eyes all around with within, and day and night never ceasing to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty who was and is and is to come. God is glorious, infinitely beautiful, great. Habakkuk 3. His brightness was like the light. Rays flashed from his hand and he veiled his power. Do I need to keep going? Our God is amazing. The deeper knowledge of who he is will be from the beginning of time through the son he sent. Joy is in the Lord and his son. That is the that is where we need to go to find this joy. So we discussed how the improper teaching can rob you of this joy. So when you line up the Scripture and the list we just read, and you hear what's being said out there, return to who the Lord is. When we pray, understanding who the Lord is will also bring us joy. And we pray for the right things. You see, I'm guilty of this, three quarters of the time. That we pr- our prayers can sound like this. Lord, thank you for how you've blessed me. Lord, help me with this. Bring this to us, and it's all it's it's a, it's to a self. What's in front of you? Cycle, circle. It becomes a uh, a focus on, on us. And now I'm not saying it is important. It is very important to be thankful for what the Lord has done in your life. Absolutely. But the the thing is, it's got to go outside of that. We have to go deeper in prayer. We have to have the thankfulness in it, but we have to search out what the Lord wants in prayer. Now the Lord literally taught us how to pray. He said... Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It's a bit different, isn't it? The Bible, as an overview, teaches us With prayer, to pray for the will of the Lord, to remember others in prayer, to seek forgiveness and strength to forgive others, to protect us from the evil one and his schemes, which includes derailing and robbing us of the true joy of Christmas. And what that means, to be on guard, pray for protection from temptations, to petition the Lord for legitimate needs such as food, safety, provision of sustaining of life, to pray for the advancement of the kingdom and of the saints, to pray for those who don't know the Lord, that salvation might come to them, and not this is a not not this the conveniencies and the cushinesses of life. That was never an example of of prayer in the Bible and I know I need to work on it. So the reason these types of prayers creep in is that incorrect view of God. And it robs us of joy. So here's the question. So if we are blessed with a tree that's loaded with presents underneath it, or even a couple presents underneath it. And if we did get caught up in the frenzy of the shopping and all the different things. The challenge is, how do we keep Christ at the center? We have tradition, We have different things. But how do we keep Christ at the center? How do we not get swallowed up by the commercialism? How do we keep the joy of the Lord at the forefront? So we have to challenge ourselves. And if we woke up on Christmas morning and we had nothing under the tree, would you still have joy? And that's the measure. If you would be sad, angry, or other undesirable emotions, then we miss the point of the season. If you're in care, that could be a good thing. But it's a bad thing if it's stripped away and your joy is gone. It's a bad thing if Jesus isn't at the center of what we're doing and why we're loving and why we're gifting and why we do what we do. If if, we're, if we lose the focus, we've lost the most special part of the holiday, which is Jesus Christ in the flesh coming to us to bring us salvation. How much more do you need for joy than that? You see the biblical example of joy. You see it in the in the toughest of times, when and when the you know, whether it's Stephen or others being martyred, and their attitudes and their actions, and or whether it's um, Christians in the early church who died and were martyred, or even currently that we're not aware of when they hold that attitude, when they hold that position where they're like, it's out of this world response. Where they're being burned at the stake and singing hymns or praying for the people doing it. That, isn't, that is not a work of yourself. That's not a work of anything but the Lord, the Holy Spirit and the joy that resides within I hope that that's none of our ends, but I hope that we all can have that same joy in our hearts and our spirits, and that this Christmas spirit, this Christmas season, is a kickstart to to that process. So the only gift that really matters is the birth of Jesus Christ, the giver of joy. So I pray that everyone who hears this message challenges themselves to go deeper into the scriptures to find out who God is in all of his forms and what it meant to send Jesus and who he is and what he has done for us for all eternity. To focus on the things of heaven as Hebrews would say. Hebrews 12. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that is so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. In Romans 15, May the God of hope fill you with joy, with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Joy is found in the Creator who sent Himself to a manger, hung on a cross, died for our sins, and three days later rose Himself from the grave. The author of our salvation is where joy is found. Luke 2, we'll read a little a little bit more this morning. I think the, the boys read it during the, the pageant, but we'll read it again. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you in this day in the city of David, who is, sorry, who is Christ the Lord, This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swirling clothes and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel and a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. May that be the song of our heart. Glory to God in the highest. May joy come to all of us this season.
0: Father, we thank you for this message today that, that focuses back on the center and the source of joy, the person of Jesus who's come for us, who's come to give us life, who's to come to give us meaning, who's come to give us a sense of what forgiveness is and true love feels and looks like, and our response to that is to be drawn to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to experience His person, to know Him, to adore Him, and to love Him. And so may this message of Christmas, the person of Jesus, resonate in our hearts, Lord, as we carry through this season. May it draw us into the Word of God. May it help us to search diligently, the Lord, to know You in a way that, that we can only express our gratitude to You. And may our prayer life reflect that as well, Lord. So we thank You once again for what we've heard this morning. And may we go out and live it with joy. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening. Come back next week for the next Sunday morning message from Bible Fellowship Assembly. Visit us on the web at bfa.church where you will find our physical address and contact information. We'd love to see you if you are in the Timmons area or drop us a line at info at vfa.church until next time